0: Today's episode is sponsored by This Is Incense. Use the code some would Say 20 for 20% off. This episode is certainly one for the foodies. We were joined by the beautiful Ellie Watson, founder of Elsa's Wholesome Life.
1: Utilising her background in nutrition and dietetics, Ellie is the best-selling author of two plant-based cookbooks with her third, Simple Vegan Kitchen, landing in stores on July 26th.
0: We touch on topics like her philosophy around food and shifting from obsessive healthy eating, her honest thoughts of
1: motherhood and whether she'd rather a world without oat milk cappuccinos or chilli mugs. Hello Ellie, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks for having me on ladies.
1: Question we ask all guests, if we were to take you on a night out, what is your DJ song request and what would we order you to drink?
2: At the moment, I just watched Elvis a couple of weeks ago, so anything Elvis at the moment because I'm obsessed. Um, and my favorite or my drink choice would be a spicy mug, crazy gravy one.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're pregnant at the moment.
2: Yeah, so oh. don't ask so I want one
0: so bad. Uh, that's so funny. We interviewed Katie from Savia Co last week and she said the same thing. She was like, I'm nine months pregnant, so give me a bucket of spicy <laughs> mark like after I give birth, please. Yeah. Uh, well, for those who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and who Ellie is?
2: So my name is Ellie and my business name, or most people know me by Instagram as Elsa from Elsa's Wholesome Life. But more recently, I've sort of switched my social profile over to being my name, Ellie Watson, just to make it less confusing. But I am a dietitian and nutritionist. I have published two cookbooks and a third one publishing next Tuesday. So about to be three. I'm a mother of uh, my son, Bowie, who's two. And I'm also pregnant with a baby girl. So soon to be a mother of two. And I also run a business alongside my husband called The Wholesome Store. And... I think that about covers it. I live here on the Gold Coast, Australia, so I'm Australian. And, yeah, I have a twin sister. Do you know what else I can say?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think, no, there's plenty there to go (laughs) off. Amazing. (laughs) So cool. Um, Let's take it back to the beginning. Where did your interest in a wholesome lifestyle begin?
2: Probably around about the time I was finishing school, I would say. I mean, I always had an interest in health and fitness, but I probably didn't, like, realise it so much then. Um, But it wasn't until I finished school and I joined the army for a year, did their gap year program. And that's when I realized I wanted to go like leave and study nutrition at uni because while I was in school, I had no idea what I really wanted to do. I think I wanted to be like a fashion designer or an artist or something. And then, yes, ship myself off to the army to discover that I actually wanted to pursue a career in nutrition.
1: Wow, so contrasting. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I love your story about... How you went to the army and then you ended up in nutrition. I think it's so interesting. And I heard you say on a podcast once your kind of like interest all stemmed from the nutrition at the army wasn't amazing or
2: something. Yeah, it was just like being in a space where I didn't have access to foods that I wanted, or like, just, I guess, because you're eating in a mess hall. So you're eating meals that everyone eats together and. Yeah, I felt like the quality of the food and the type of food that was served wasn't super nutritious, and I was quite surprised by that. And it, I guess it was just a bit of a shock for me because I didn't have access to all the foods I liked to eat, and I didn't realize that I did enjoy more wholesome, nutritious food. Mm. Um, and I really missed that, and I missed being able to prepare my own food as well. So yeah,
0: totally. and what what's your philosophy around food?
2: Um, It's kind of changed a little bit over the years. I used to really, like around the time I was studying, I became really obsessed with eating healthy, but I think the obsession tipped over into a little bit of orthorexia. So it was like the point where you're so obsessed with healthy eating that it becomes unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And so over the years, I've actually in more recent years really healed from that because I didn't realize at the time that it was an issue. But yeah, over the years, I've really healed. And so now I'm much more relaxed with how I am with food and my philosophy around food. I think I still enjoy wholesome, nutritious food um, that's nutritious for the body, but I also enjoy food that's nutritious for the mind. So having a really good balance of foods. And also more recently, my diet's probably more loosely plant-based slash vegetarian, which again, I think falls around that obsession with trying to control what I ate and really control, like, you know, eating strictly healthy foods. So I've, yeah, I've really just like loosened up my philosophy on food and just enjoying food for its pleasure as well as for its nutrition.
0: Mm. I think, I feel like I've seen a massive movement of a lot of people kind of adopting the same way of life recently. I don't know, maybe, maybe over COVID, like everyone kind of relaxed a little bit even even needed
2: something to enjoy didn't we (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) so true all the chocolate
1: (laughs) yeah but also just that like it's it's terrible for your mental health to restrict yourself to the point where you can't do anything enjoyable as well and I think people often disregard mental health in like the holistic picture of being a well human like they think as long as I'm eating well and going to the gym it's fine but like yeah, you've got to let yourself, especially on the weekends, like let go a little bit because... Yeah,
2: exactly. And hindsight's a wonderful thing. Like at the time I might not have been able to see it so much, mm. but looking back I'm just like, wow, like I'm in such a better place right now. I feel so much more mentally happy and balanced. Mm. I don't I don't eat a meal or sit there and overanalyze everything I've eaten or anything I'm about to eat and then stew over it if it's not like healthy enough. Like, yeah, it's just so 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 important to have that balance and mm-hmm. yeah, not be too hard on yourself
0: yeah i imagine being like so engrossed in the kind of food world and you know your instagram was very much heavily evolved around food and creating like content and stuff it would be hard not to fall into that a little bit
2: yeah, yeah. especially as with- well as studying nutrition as well i think that was you know, that my life was consumed around food and nutrition, so.
1: Yeah, for sure. Especially when others view you, like others view you as like this, you know, pinnacle of health. Pinnacle of health. Like it must be a bit of pressure to be like, oh, can I eat this? Is anyone watching me?
2: Exactly. exactly. (laughs) It was a lot of pressure. And I think the whole space on online on Instagram has changed a bit over the years. I feel like back in 2016 there was a very strong focus on like, you know, raw veganism or like strict um, strict veganism where it was like people ate like low carb or no it was more high carb low fat so it was like you know all these foods got demonized and yeah I just feel like the space has definitely changed mm.
1: for the better
0: a hundred percent I remember when it was like eat 50 bananas a day <laughs>
2: <laughs> and like yeah. um, and the whole for movement of like people showing their abs and like like all this obsession with fitness as well, like, and showing before and afters and like all these ripped bodies, like it was just. I don't think it was a super healthy space.
1: We touched on the fact that you're, um, you're an author of two best-selling cookbooks, actually, and soon to be three with the release of your newest, Simple Vegan Kitchen. Let's chat about the evolution of your cookbooks. They seem to be a reflection of your life.
2: Yeah, they do. So I. Like, flicking back through them, it's really cool to see. I've got them in front of me, actually. Like, the first one is titled Elsa's Wholesome Life, and this was when I was studying nutrition and I was a uni student and I was doing all this stuff in my spare time. It was, like, my hobby to create recipes and share online. I can even, like, flick through it and see all the photos of where I was living when I was in uni and, like, the backdrops. And um, Alex and I feature in it a lot and even my styling was a little bit different then and my photography but yeah this one's very much probably I'd say nutrition focused Mm -hmm. and then we move on to the second one the global vegan which was published two years later and at that time I just spent two years traveling with Alex and living over in Bali and we traveled a lot did lots of cooking classes in other countries and just ate a lot of food around the world and that was like the inspiration behind this book. So there's recipes from around the globe, lots of inspired recipes from all the places I've been. Um, But also, there's lots of travel photos. So for me, it's kind of like a little memory book to flick through.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that, like a photo album.
2: (laughs) Along with the food I ate and the food I created, which is really nice. And then, of course, my new one, Simple Vegan Kitchen, is a reflection of where my life is right now. I'm a mother and run a business so busy and time poor so for this book it's really focused on uh like simplifying ingredient lists and simplifying recipes and making them quick and easy but not too quick and easy because we didn't want it to be like boring stuff that you don't need a book for Mm. just finding that fine balance we've got some slow cooker recipes in there some air fryer recipes and there's a load of recipes that are um like we've put a little note for it that it's toddler friendly or baby friendly so, I really try to make this book um, kind of like family friendly, good for busy families, but also for time poor, busy people as well.
0: Yeah, epic. It also
2: has lots of photos in it of like Bowie and the last two years, really. It's pretty much two years between each book. So, all the photos in this one also bring so many memories to me, which is really nice.
1: Oh. It's one of my favourite parts about a cookbook, all the photography and just the visual aspect, and I think you do that so well. Yeah, you do. You seriously nail it. It's almost
0: like you want to put it on display because it's so beautiful. Mm. Oh,
2: thank you. It's like
0: a
1: coffee table book. Yeah. (laughs) Forget Vogue. Let's just have Elsa's wholesome (laughs) life.
2: (laughs) What I love about my books is that, like, the feedback I do get is that people say that they've bought lots of books in their, like, lots of cookbooks over the time, but... I do get a lot of feedback of people saying that like your books are the ones that I like keep out and continuously go back and actually cook from, not just sit on a shelf to look pretty and collect dust. Like mm. they're actually really like practical and they use the recipes and cook them over and over and I just love that because that is exactly what I designed it for.
1: The kind of book that has a little bit of pasta sauce in the corner of the yeah. page. <laughs> you know,
2: they're my <laughs> favourite. The corners or yeah. like like mine 100% does that. It's got like this crease line in it and every time I flip, flick it open, it's like probably, I think it's probably like the pancakes or something <laughs> <laughs> so much.
0: <laughs> That's oh. the best. Well, I imagine the process of creating a cookbook is like a massive, a massive project. Can you talk to us a little bit about, number one, how how do you even get a book deal and then also just like the process of creating a cookbook as well?
2: Well, it's a big process, which is why there's two years between each one. I couldn't do one a year. It would just kill me. I just, I wouldn't have ideas. It would just be too hard. Mm. Um, but if I guess the first or the part of that question was about, um, how you get a book deal to like initially, and that's how each of my books have come because of the first book deal. Mm -hmm. So it's just been a roll on effect from that. Um, I don't, I don't know if I can really give tips on that because I was trying to get a book deal. So I was reaching out to all the publishers with one of my eBooks and I had to print them and submit them via mail on certain days of the month or by email by a certain day of the month. And I did that with about three or four different publishers and didn't hear anything back. But then at the same time, I was about to submit to another publisher. Like they had a rule on their website that you could only submit on the first Monday of the month or something. It's the only day they take author submissions. Um, So I'd had that like bookmarked in my diary to submit my ebook on that date. But like in the week before that i got an email from their um, team wanting to explore publishing a cookbook with me because they'd seen my blog online and were interested in um, going down that path with me so it was kind of like i i don't really do the whole manifestation thing but it was almost as though i manifested it
0: wow
2: it's really cool if that's what manifestation is <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i think that's pretty much what it is spot on
2: <laughs> um So I don't really have tips because I didn't, like, yeah, it just came to me.
0: Mm. Um,
2: And then with each subsequent book it's just been because I have this great relationship with my publishers that, you know, they give give me 18 months and then they'll, you know, reach out again and be like, hey, we're, like, ready for the next book whenever you are. Like, let's start exploring and discussing, like, if you want to. And Because I've got such a good relationship with them and the books have been so so successful, it's just been a no-brainer for me to be like, yep, let's start on the next one.
0: yeah. the
2: actual process of creating one. So it's a probably like a year process for me, I would say. I think this last one was pretty much a year from um, start to finish. Um, But basically, um, the first process is coming up with ideas. So lots of brainstorming and I'm a bit of a pen and paper girl. So I might like pen and paper, like all my ideas I have for recipes. Initially, we need a theme, though, before you can jump in and start brainstorming recipes. So we'll have a theme for the book and then start brainstorming all the recipes and putting them into chapters because we obviously don't want a book that's just full of breakfast recipes or just full of mains. So we try to like divvy it up into all the different sections and compile, I guess, like an idea of what we want to have in the book. And then I always send that over to the publishers and they'll come back and approve it or give any feedback on that. Um, and then the next process is the testing and retesting of recipes and refining them. Um, and then the final process is the creating for the actual like, content. So styling and photographing all the recipes. Um, and then the final little chunk is just like the cover shoot and, and then the intros and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's kind of like three, major steps really and then obviously at the end when we publish there's a lot of PR and marketing for when it's going to actually publish and there's like a bit of a maybe six five six month delay between like the shoot cover the cover shoot and then publishing so that's when you start doing all the prepping for release
0: oh my god my head is like spinning (laughs) (laughs) i'm
2: like whoa and uh just i don't do it all on my own i i have a team yeah the first first two books was pretty much just me and alex Um, And the first one, I was at uni, so I was kind of shooting and creating the book on my weekends or in my, like, time off from uni. And then my second book, we were living over in Bali, so we were actually flying back to Australia to style and photograph every recipe because I couldn't get all the ingredients in Bali because they're just the availability wasn't great. So we were hiring Airbnbs for, like, a week and coming back, lugging all of my kitchenware and ceramics and stuff, all my camera gear, to stay in an Airbnb for a week and like mass shoot the recipes. They were like really long, hard days. Yeah. And then this one, I'm obviously here living in my home. So it was a lot easier and we could have like a proper schedule and I've got an assistant and I also hired an assistant photographer and stylist as well. Um, So this one was probably the most like smooth and professional, I think.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you look back on the last two and just go, what the hell, like, how did I do that before? Yeah.
2: Oh god, i could never go back to doing all that on my own wow <laughs> oh my especially now that i have kids like it's very different who yeah. gets to
1: who gets to do all the the eating of the the testing and and uh, also holla if you need any help for that <laughs> next time that sounds like a great job to have
2: some, oh my god the fridge some days like during the shoot weeks the fridge is just like absolute chaos because like the testing is okay because we can do it across a week and like test a couple of dishes in the day and then i can have that for lunch and dinner and Alex can have it and might invite friends over. But when we do the actual like bulk shoots, there is so much food. And we have to invite like friends over and family over to help us eat it all. What a
0: shame. I feel like we flex our Northern Rivers upbringing at least once an episode. But if you've ever walked down the streets of Byron, you'll know how iconic a waft of incense is.
1: What a throwback, chucking a beer at the beach hotel while you're at it.
0: Yes, oh my God, that reminds me of that instant calm you get on a salty coastal holiday.
1: Literally one of the best feelings in the world. That's how I feel when this is incense is burning in my space blended from australian
0: essential oils with no synthetic fragrances this is incense co-founders soph and simon have truly revolutionized incense into a luxurious daily ritual serving as a reminder to slow down our busy minds
1: there are seven scents inspired by their favorite coastlines of australia including margaret river tasmania and our fave Byron Bay.
0: Treat yourself and your nostrils with 20% off using the code some would say 20 at thisisincense.com.au.
1: Back on the, the topic of the photos and how, you know, we as I said, just love the photography. How do you get the perfect foodie photo? You said there's stylists involved and stuff, but it seems like you have a big input on the creative process of that as well.
2: Um, so I hired my stylist to, to assist me with doing probably about 50% of the styling of photography. Um, maybe forty percent. But I hired her because her styling and photography was similar to mine and she was using my presets. So it was important to me that the book was cohesive and that it really all looked like it was the same mm. across all their recipes because I didn't want it to look disjointed. Mm. Um, but I did have an ebook that I put out a couple of years ago, which is a food food photography and styling guide. So I've got like heaps of info in there if anyone wants like more info on how to style and shoot food but I guess my biggest tips are well of course you got to style the food to look good and that's kind of a hard thing to explain (laughs) like how to style a dish because every dish is different Mm. Um, and I think the biggest thing is practice with that and like working out what looks good and what your individual style is with food styling as well But then with like the photography, natural light, like I never use studio lighting. So like a day like today where it's gloomy would not be very ideal Mm. because you want lots of nice, natural, bright light, but not like not direct sunlight. Um, And I take most of my photos on my floor, actually, using some little photo backdrops. There's these photo backdrops that you can buy that are like a vinyl feeling, big sheet of paper that you roll out and they look like backdrops like they look like different surfaces it's really oh cool. wow that's, that's so, so handy i used to make my backdrops from like go to bunnings and buy like um boards and stuff and paint them all different colors and use those but now there's like professional things you can use yeah
1: <laughs> the og
2: backdrops <laughs> And then, yeah, the next part would be just, like, using a good camera. Even iPhones are pretty good these days. Like, you can do pretty good stuff with them. And using good presets or good apps on your phone to edit them and really make the colours pop with food.
0: Mm, Love it. Not
2: too much. You don't want to oversaturate it. Just, like, a nice pop.
0: Yeah, I feel like you have mastered the, like, enough of a filter but then it's not to the point where it's just like hectic yeah and you're like yeah. oh this doesn't look natural at all I yeah. love um your sister's app tone studio yeah,
2: yeah it's great yeah
0: she's
2: it at the moment so I think there's some really exciting things coming to her oh, she's, she's what good. at the moment sorry they're doing, a big, they're doing a big update on the app
1: oh awesome
2: features and stuff so look out for that oh so Ooh, good.
1: there you go
0: well I, we mentioned this before about how we were saying like everyone's favorite recipe. I feel like your book just opens up to that. And your second book, my go-to recipe this winter has been the Thai pumpkin soup. It's like, literally I had it last night for dinner. It's so good, so easy. And you just feel like you're having the most warming, like amazing meal, especially for winter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you Uh have any, um, do you have any three top meals that everyone should try from your new cookbook?
2: The hard one. Um, I haven't like nailed down my top three yet. I feel like I need like six months to really keep cooking from it and decide what my like go-to recipes are. But at the moment there's an air fryer section and I remember the crispy cauliflower, crispy lemon pepper cauliflower was definitely the pick from that section.
1: Yum, Um, yum.
2: I bought an air fryer for this book too because I didn't have one but I wanted to create some air fryer recipes because I know a lot of people are using them and loving them and I wanted to see what all the hype was about and they are really good so we bought an air fryer and did a whole um, chapter on air fryer but that was my favorite one from that section there's also a bunch of toasties in there I think we got toasties three ways and I just love toasties I've also got a toasty in my second book and it was like such a go-to recipe for me so I wanted to change it up and have three new versions of it in the new book Yeah, and there's some really good ones in there I could actually pull them open and have a look
0: yeah I saw them when I was flicking through before the three cheese looks sounds absolutely insane yeah.
2: there's one with the vegan salami too oh my and gosh I, was, I think when we we're shooting this I might have been some of the parts of it I might have been like newly pregnant, so things like toasties were a go-to for me. Yep. Mushroom chive and three cheese toasty, avocado, kale and pesto Ugh. and a spicy pepperoni toastie. Oh,
0: yum. I love a toastie. I feel like I you either – yeah, you feel like you either love them or hate them and, like, on a perfect piece of sourdough, oh, it's nothing better.
2: Yeah, it's got to be a good fresh sourdough. Yep. Um, okay. And the third one is I've – probably gonna go for the cauliflower steak so we did a cauliflower steak recipe and i made a verde sauce and the sauce i didn't want to just say the verde because like that's yummy but you got to have it with the cauliflower steak but the verde sauce is so delicious
0: oh, yum
2: one. It's just like stop talking yummy. about food <laughs> 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 so let's pause the episode i need to go
0: make these recipes <laughs> I need to go make it toasty <laughs>
2: Oh, Yum, cannot wait three at the moment, but there's so like, yeah, there's so many. There's like desserts too. Like, I haven't even looked at that yet to pick one
0: from that. Oh, I need to get on the air fryer train. Oh, I am like the last person on earth, I swear, that doesn't have an air
1: fryer. You love them, you love use them all the time. Did almost well, did set it on fire once. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was heating up some leftovers and. Early. this is a funny, quite a funny story. I'll, I'll try to keep it short. Heating up some leftovers. There was some baking paper left in the bottom, which my boyfriend was like, yeah, this is a good idea. So it doesn't drip through. I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah, and cool. then <laughs> of course, in theory, great idea. Shut the door, kept cooking after I'd taken out my leftovers. Didn't consider that it was still on. So I'm just like, you know, minding my business, eating my lunch. And I smell this smoke and I hear this kind of like cracking sound. I'm like, oh, it must be the neighbours. Next minute I'm like, oh, Oh, it must be the air fryer. I better go turn it off. Go over. It's literal flames are coming from the cracks like of oh, wow. the, between the drawer that you open and the top. So it's like on fire. And I'm just like, "Oh my god." Like switch it off at the switch it off at the the switch and then literally just run to the bath, chuck some water in there and it's just like, "Oh my gosh." Oh, and
2: it is not you don't use oil in it. Hey. Oh.
1: So. My house is okay. so flammable too. Like, it's <laughs> name like an me, old Queenslander. Name me a more flammable house and I was just like, <laughs> oh, thinking of all the things that I needed to save in five minutes. I was very impressed with my brain. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, moral of the story, they're great. Maybe just watch the um, baking paper in the bottom. Yes. And don't keep it on it's when baking. they're not cooking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we're going to switch gears a little bit. Um, we are around the age, Amelia and I, where – babies are a bit of a hot topic and a topic we we bring up a lot at the moment could you give us and our listeners some invaluable tips you have learned along the way in regards to motherhood how do you manage it all
2: Hmm. it's a tough one actually (laughs) um i guess not being too hard on yourself is the biggest tip Mm. because yeah it does take they say it takes a village to raise a child and it really is true so like honestly just like leaning on people around you when you can like there's days where you know we have to drop our son over to our friends for a few hours so we can get something done or we have to call on like my mother-in-law or my mom to come down and stay the night to help us so yeah not being afraid to ask people for help and not being too proud because yeah it can be tough and um yeah, you do need that extra support for sure. We're about to have our second baby, so we're definitely going to be needing some extra support there mm. along.
0: I love that. Um, sorry, you go. No, no, no,
2: you
0: go. Oh, I was just going to say, I love that. Um, you know, from your videos and stuff, Bowie just kind of like he comes along with you guys. You didn't, you didn't try and go. We're parents now. We can't do anything. Like, you just yeah. really like he was just there, and he's part of the crew now. You
1: know
2: yeah he's very involved <laughs>
1: yeah i love that i loved the, the video um on your instagram of the comparing the cakes and how honest he was <laughs> i literally i fell over laughing it was so funny you know have blunt like if anyone listening toddlers are you, 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 may, you probably watched it anyway but yeah they're just so blunt toddlers and it's hilarious so like, honest so yep. funny yep oh. absolutely
2: brutal, but it's hilarious <laughs>
1: Yeah, no. Um, if if you didn't uh, see it, Ellie and, a, Ellie and her a partner baked cakes to see like which one the toddler would like most or your little boy, <coughs> Bowie would like most, and um, and he's just like this one. And then didn't he
2: say like yucky about the other one or something? He goes like, <laughs> eh. <laughs> 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 so, like yeah. so good. It's so funny. And then at his party the next or that afternoon, he decided he liked the truck better because I think he started eating the biscuits out of the back and realised there's biscuits in the back. And, and then oh. all of a sudden he was like picking that one. And I was like, no, this is mine.
0: Oh. Changed his tune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you certainly feel like you've got a lot happening, but do you have anything else in the pipeline that you could tell our listeners about? Any goals coming up?
2: Hmm. A few big things are happening for us in the next year, but that's just in terms of like we're about to start building mm. – a house um, which we're very excited for but it's been a long process so we haven't even started that yet but we're about to start building Um, and then we also will be moving our business the wholesome store into a new warehouse in the next year not really sure when that's going to be ready again the whole building industry is just really sorry tough it's very hard Um, but once we do that we're actually going to be able to expand the wholesome store to have more products and um, release more products which is really exciting. But also with that, I like my dream is to design and fit out a studio kitchen in the warehouse. And then I can use that to create all my food content. So that'll be like a workspace for me where I can go and film recipes and shoot recipes, etc. Um, and then also from that I'd love to create an app. And so that would be like the like the heart and the home for the app. Yeah. Kitchen. So that's probably like my big goal at the moment.
1: Yeah. I was expecting Hanging out for the app. I was expecting to be like, well, you know, the book's just (laughs) coming out, so probably nothing. I'm like, nope, there's about (laughs) (laughs) there's all the things. things. Yeah. Oh, amazing. (laughs) Oh,
0: I'm so excited for you. Yeah. Cannot wait for the app. I'll be there subscribing. Don't you worry. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, we as usual, we like to end our chat with our favorite game of Would You Rather? So Ellie's gonna answer four unknown questions, um, okay. and I'll start. Ellie, would you rather either either would you rather eat a stringy avocado or a super mushy brown banana?
2: Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a hard one. Do I have to just eat it straight from? Like, how am I eating it? Can I put it in something like oh,
0: the banana? Nah, I reckon it has to be straight. <laughs> can't straight be in up. a
2: smoothie.
1: Yeah, can't freeze it
2: can't smooth
0: it <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly like the hardest question of someone's like
2: a, life i have a bit of a fo- like i'm a bit funny around bananas like i don't really just sit there and eat a banana and when they're like a bit over ripe i'm a bit like yuck. yeah it's under ripe that's where bowie gets that noise from <laughs> and, and flowery i'm also like yuck so I'm probably going to go for the stringy avocado.
1: Oh, equally bad, but understandable.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't taste so bad. It's just texture, but like the mushy, overripe banana. <laughs> One of our favorite questions. We love it.
0: Oh, it's the best. And just the thought of a stringy avo. Like, I swear, you can picture it in your mind when oh. you cut it open.
2: And the more you try to pick the strings, the more strings you find. Oh. Like, oh. Just go put it in the bin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. All righty. Next question. Would you rather not be able to style your food shots with cutlery slash napkins slash backgrounds or not be able to garnish the food?
2: Mmm. Maybe not garnish. Oh, garnish is a nice Interesting. though. Interesting. In terms of the, how the photo looks at the end or in terms of the like eating the dish because like.
0: I feel like more from a photo perspective.
2: Photo perspective. Garnishes or styling props?
1: She's really thinking about this one. It must be a hard one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard one because it's pretty much 50-50 on how it ends up. I'm going to say get rid of the styling props.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. There you, you go. Can do a lot with garnishes I agree
1: on that one. Mm. Yep.
2: They add to the dish. They're an ingredient as well. So.
1: Mm, true. True. Good one. All right. Second last, would you rather a world without oat milk cappuccino? Oh, oh, would you rather a world without oat milk cappuccinos or a world without...
2: Spicy mugs.
1: Spicy mugs.
2: Ooh. Mmm, that's a so tricky one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I actually don't mind other plant milks like soy milk and oh, I don't really like almond milk in my coffee. Neither do I. Let's go a world without spicy mugs. Yeah. Okay. I can still have other mugs, can't I? Yeah. Because coconut is good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's a world without
0: that. 100%. I love the little, like, um, little ways around it that people go like, oh, I don't mind soy milk or like, you know, yeah. the okay. different things. I make
2: this work for me.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the last one, would you rather have to have tomato sauce with every meal or have to have soy sauce with every meal?
2: Soy sauce. Oh, okay. That could be weird, though.
0: <laughs> Love me some soy sauce with a bowl of oats. Yeah. Oh, why <laughs> sauce
2: on a bowl of oats? Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: Either way, it's wrong. <laughs> I
2: mean, at least at least soy sauce is kind of like salty. So yeah. Like, you have a little bit. You're kind of like salting your food.
1: Yeah, totally. exactly. You could have soy sauce on pancakes and make it like a savoury situation. Yeah. But you couldn't have like a soy sauce spaghetti bowling oh maybe you could oh but then tomatoes you know we're getting too into the questions yet all right let's wrap those ones up and we'll finish them anyway um ellie where can we find you where can our guests find you
2: so on instagram ellie watson is my main instagram page where i'm just sharing like everyday day-to-day stuff Mm -hmm. and then i've also got my new account called elsa's wholesome life which was my old username um, and that's where I'm sharing everything food and recipe related. So you can follow that page and check out all my recipe reels. And I'm sharing some sneak peeks from the book on there as well, with full recipes. You can also find me on YouTube, Elsa's Wholesome Life as well. And that's where I share vlogs pretty much weekly. Um, and then, oh, I've been posting a little bit on TikTok lately.
0: I nice. Haven't,
2: I haven't fully delved into the TikTok world yet, but it also Elsa's Wholesome Life or that one as well, but. It's a new thing I'm exploring. It gets
0: us all eventually. TikTok is the Wild West, I say every time.
2: Yeah, I tried to be like, nah, not into it. And I don't scroll it very often, but it just doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. And I'm like, okay, I
1: feel like I need to jump on this. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even know we had a TikTok account. Yeah, Lara's like, day. we should get the podcast on TikTok. I'm like, babe, we're there. Yeah. <laughs> and babe, we've been on it for a month and I'm like, oh, I better go follow us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole new world. I can't imagine being in high school with like TikTok and I like know. all the things. We had MSN. We were like, what's your MSN, like, bio or whatever?
2: <laughs> and, like, my, the OG MySpace, you had, like, your top eight and Yes.
0: Oh, it was and, such you know, a
2: backgrounds thing. And your song on your profile.
0: Bring, bring that back, I say. I want to add a song to my, like, Instagram profile you, or something.
2: Bring song back to the profile and then you can change it with the theme of your life. I'd have an Elvis song right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And
0: with your book, where can everyone purchase that? And when does it come out?
2: It comes out Tuesday, the 26th of July, so next Tuesday, and you can purchase it online via the Wholesome stores. Where, like, that's where we stock it, but there's lots of other online retailers like The Nile, Booktopia. Uh, it's on Amazon as well. And then in-store, it'll be in all major bookstores, plus Kmart, Big W, um, et cetera. Oh, no! So so, ebook good. version so you can get the ebook version on apple ibooks and google play or wherever you get your ebooks
0: from oh so, so good Well, so the choice cannot wait we will leave all the links and everything down below but thank you so much ellie for joining us um and for everyone listening if you're listening in real time this episode will come out on monday so you'll be able to purchase the book the next day
2: yay exciting. <laughs> well.
0: thank you ellie it's been a pleasure
2: thanks girls
1: Thanks for listening to today's chat. If you loved what we had to say, hit subscribe, leave us a review and find us on Instagram at some would say Podcast. Talk then.